1: when the miles rack up faster than your flush count that's when you'll truly appreciate your hunting vest from final rise built for the uplands and proudly sewn in the usa the complete lineup of hunting vests from final rise from their all-new summit xt down to the minimalist sidekick system are all built upon the foundational load-bearing waist belt and low-profile shoulder strap system which allow you to carry all the gear you need and do so comfortably while maintaining your ability to move freely and perform when you need to most Project Upland Podcast is brought to you in part by Pine Ridge Grouse Camp. Adventure awaits. Hey, what's up everybody? Nick Larson with the Project Upland Podcast. Welcome back to the show. We've got a fun one for you today and a few things to cover before we get into today's interview. Today's interview is kind of a special one because it has to do with an awesome announcement that came out of Project Upland last week. We'll talk a little bit about that in the intro and get to our guest shortly. First up, most importantly, I have the winner. It's official. The winner of the first ever Project Upland podcast giveaway, which is not the big one that we announced last week. This one happens to be the one that I've been talking about here on the podcast for the last couple weeks. Hat, t-shirt, sticker, maybe a couple other things, whatever AJ throws in. It's a little Project Upland package. And the winner is Josh Butson. That is Josh Butson. Josh followed along And shared one of our posts, I think he shared a couple of them actually on Facebook. So he did his part to spread the word of the Project Upland podcast, help us promote this thing and blow it up and and get it out there to other Upland hunters and people that want to learn more about Upland hunting, which is our ultimate goal here on the Project Upland podcast. So a big thank you to Josh Butson and to everybody else that rated the podcast, reviewed it, subscribed shared all of you supporting the show i can't thank you enough and i really appreciate it personally and project upland does as well now with that in mind the listeners of the project upland podcast just got super lucky because aj essentially gave me the green light to continue giving away project upland gear indefinitely so what i'm going to ask the listeners to do is just like we've been doing the past couple weeks continue to share the podcast subscribe to it leave us a rating and review it any one of those things there probably won't be much rhyme or reason to it but if you do those things we will randomly select winners probably each week and we'll send you a little something might be a hat might be a t-shirt might be a sticker I don't know we don't know what it is but as as we get things in and and want to send that out you know it'll probably be one item per one item per winner but we'll try to announce a winner every chance we get So, just continue doing those things that we talked about, rating, reviewing, subscribing, and sharing. We appreciate that, and we're going to reward some of the listeners for it. Okay, quickly, before we get to the big announcement from last week, I got to mention that I did get to see a couple of teasers. AJ likes to do this. He sends me these little teaser trailers I don't get to see the full thing and you know, I'm always I'm always wanting more, but he does like to send me stuff and I get to see it in advance, which is pretty cool. I saw a couple teaser trailers for upcoming Project Dublin films, and it's a little change of pace. I got to see two new bird species that have not been featured yet. And I think AJ put something out on Facebook about it earlier this week, so you may have heard this already. But I saw a film that involved chuckers, and I saw a film that involved The Gentleman Bob White Quail. Both very cool. The chucker film, I seriously can't wait to see that because the scenery. Anybody that's hunted chuckers, I have not. It's on my bucket list. But the scenery in the areas that those birds generally uh, exist in, phenomenal. And the footage that was captured on this project up in film looks epic. So I think you're going to enjoy that. Had to throw it out there. Chuckers and Bob White Quail coming to Project Upland real soon. All right, now the big one. We announced this last week, Project Upland podcast giveaway, the big one from Pine Ridge Grouse Camp, a fully inclusive guided stay for one person at Pine Ridge Grouse Camp. This is huge. We were super pumped when Jerry Havel of Pioneer's Grouse Camp offered this up to give away on the podcast. Seriously, he's been a supporter of this podcast and Project Duplin from, from the beginning pretty much, and for us to be able to give away a stay at Pioneer's Grouse Camp makes it, makes it even bigger, and we appreciate it, and we're super excited that somebody – that hopefully listens to this show is going to win the Project Up and Podcast. It is kind of open to the public. we posted it online, so anybody can fill out the survey that it takes to do it. But I hope the winner is a listener. And whoever it is, they are going to love it. So I'm just going to cover a couple quick details. Most of the details are available on the website where you sign up. But to enter the survey, to enter the giveaway, Go to projectupland.com. That's where you start. Simple. Go to projectupland.com. Pin to the top. It's the first thing that you're going to see. A little little picture of a whiskey glass, Pine Ridge Grouse Camp, and it says three-day guided hunt giveaway at Pine Ridge Grouse Camp. What you do to enter is complete a survey. The survey is going to take you about five minutes. That's it. It's all questions about hunting, bird dogs, habitat, gear, all that stuff. Fun stuff. Most people will be happy to answer it gets us an idea of who's listening to the show and who's following Project Upland and, and we can do all sorts of stuff with it. So we appreciate you filling out the survey and obviously to show our appreciation, somebody is going to win a three-day guided hunt at Pine Ridge Grouse Camp. Now this is for one person. It's it's all inclusive. It's for one person. You just have to get to either Pine Ridge Grouse Camp or a couple of the local airports. All that detail will be covered. It's all on the website. We talk a little bit about it in the show today. It's for one person, but you can bring a friend. So if you want to bring a buddy, and I'm sure talk to Jerry. Jerry is very flexible. He'll work with you, whatever you need to do. If you want to bring a couple guys, we don't really know who's going to win this and what they're going to want to do. But the trip, the giveaway is for one person. Everything beyond that, you'll pay for on your own. But obviously, if it's two guys, two girls, that kind of thing, you can split it between the two of you, you get a really good deal on a fantastic hunt. I know you're going to love it. I've spent time at Pioneer's Grouse Camp. I've hunted in that area, dead center, grouse country, northern Minnesota, 100% public land, wild birds, wild habitat. You are going to love it. and You you get to go out and hunt that those covers, hunt those birds, and you get to come back, sit around the fire, listen to Kevin play music, eat awesome food, hang out. It's a Big, it's a really, really cool community, family atmosphere there. I think you're going to love it. As a matter of fact, I know you're going to love it. Okay, so that is the giveaway. Now today, for our interview, fitting, we interviewed Jerry Havel of Pine Ridge Grouse Camp. I don't need to tell you much more about it. If you're not familiar with Pine Ridge Grouse Camp, check out their website, pineridgegrousecamp.com you will hear from Jerry on our interview today. He's a super cool guy. I consider him a friend. I've gotten to know him over the last 3-4 years. Pine Ridge Grouse Camp is they've helped me train my dog. I've I've become a certified woodcock bander there. Jerry he welcomes people with open arms. He wants he wants the energy, he wants the passion. He wants all of that at Pine Ridge Grouse Camp. And he welcomes people in order to have that. And it's very cool. And, and you'll hear the passion in his voice in our interview today. He's he's a, he's a super cool guy. He's been grouse hunting, training dogs for a long time. He's got a cool story. You'll hear some of that today. And I know you're going to love the interview with Jerry. And it will give you a great sense of what you might get to experience if you win the giveaway or decide to go there on your own. I will give you a heads up in advance our Skype connection was a little bit finicky Pine Ridge Grouse Camp like I said is located in Grouse Country they are not known for their super high Wi-Fi speeds I think it's okay it was like I said it was a little bit finicky but it wasn't too bad I did have to cut out a section where Jerry was talking about his dogs because it was just it was too painful to listen to and I'm I'm annoyed because it was really cool information but bear with us uh, most of the interview is solid quality and good to go so with all of that said Thanks, everybody, for listening. Hope you enjoy the interview today and good luck with the Pine Ridge Grouse Camp Project Upland Podcast giveaway. I hope you're a winner. Let's welcome to the Project Upland Podcast, Jerry Havel of Pine Ridge Grouse Camp. Hey, Jerry Havel, welcome to the Project Upland Podcast. How are you, man?
0: Hey, Nick Larson, I'm doing good.
1: Well, it's a pleasure to have you on the uh, Project Upland Podcast this evening, and uh, we will. We will chat about lots of things, but, uh, number one and first and foremost, Pine Ridge Grouse Camp, uh, before we get to that, you've, you've been doing some traveling lately. Were you, were you just out in Argentina? Are you back? Are you going back? What's your status? You're in the States I, right now? I, uh,
0: I am in the States. I just got back spending a little time seeing my daughter in Italy, Ooh. uh, for about a week and a half. And, uh looking at all the, uh, a lot of English setters in Italy. So that's kind of cool. And I leave for Argentina, I want to say March 6th or 7th, and I'll be down there for about two weeks. And then I go back to Argentina uh, in August uh, to shoot Perdiz and Dove with a group of guys. A group, actually not guys, a group of uh, men and women are going to be on that trip. So uh, yeah, we got a busy travel schedule. And then we... Train dogs and uh, like I said, get ready, uh, get ready for the fall. 20 much twenty four seven. Excellent. So you saw you saw English setters in Italy, like you mean just like
1: house dogs walking. Yeah, you know
0: it's every. We've been there. My daughter goes to college there, so we, we go there quite a bit. And and I don't, it was it's just amazing how many bird dogs you see as pets, uh, walking literally near the Vatican or the Colosseum. English setters, English pointers uh Vislas, we see a lot of wymer there uh cocker's some springers uh how many hunt i you know you don't know but uh um i know further north uh there's a there's a there's a really good bird dog uh foundation there in in italy in northern italy there's some good good bird hunting up there but it's just kind of nice to see uh english setters and pointers and all these nice pointing dogs walking the thousand year old streets of Rome sometimes it breaks up uh having a, having a, a cappuccino or a espresso and watching big old studding setter walk by or pointers kind of cool <laughs>
1: yeah that is uh, that is cool certainly uh certainly they have they have the tradition
0: and and heritage of sporting, you know,
1: traditions over there for sure. I I'm not not real familiar with the hunting and stuff. I've been there once myself, but yeah, that's uh that's pretty cool. You didn't you didn't uh, you didn't drop into any shotgun manufacturers. You know, you?
0: there I I my I've been there a couple times and my my next trip, I told my wife and my daughter that I will be spending a week. You can care to join me or not up at uh, Brescia where a lot of the a lot of the Obviously Beretta and Fausti and all those guys are up there, Cesar Guarini, But um, there's a lot of those, you know, two blocks behind the main drag gun makers, and that's where I want to spend my time and uh, hopefully uh, get my daughter out of college and maybe take some of that tuition money and buy a gun. <laughs> <laughs> I like where your head's at, Jerry. That's good stuff. All right, well, so go ahead, well, buddy.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well. Uh, before we before we talk about pine ridge let's let's rewind to argentina
0: because
1: i'm i know a little bit about what you're doing down there and and you went down there last year i think that was your first year but you're not just you're not just kicking around for fun down there you're actually uh you're working
0: with a an outfitter and and bringing some dogs down there right yeah you know they contact i had a, a customer of mine about three four years ago hunted with me and he uh fishes down there and hunts with these guys, Patagonia river guys out of, uh, traveling, uh, Patagonia and, um, it's world-class They're Orvis endorsed. Uh, and they're starting, they started the last couple years, a quail program and they were looking for some close working English pointers. And Jeff told them about our, our breeding program up here and our dogs, how we kind of like to train them for that. And so last year I went down, I brought uh, four dogs down, uh, And uh four English pointers and spent two and a half months down there uh getting their kennel set up, doing some training, uh wash, um kind of certifying what they already had, who we're gonna keep, who we can work on, and then uh helping them, you know, doing some guiding with them as well. And I did take one day to fish, which was absolutely remarkable. But uh we shot a lot of valley quail or California quail. Uh, the story goes. Um, uh, God, about 20 years ago, some guy brought like six breeding pair of these California quail and there's literally millions everywhere. And, uh, it was just a blast. I learned a lot. And so this year, Pine Ridge Grouse Camp were sponsored a trip down there. Um, here in a couple weeks that guys are going down to, uh, do three days of quail hunting and three, uh, four days of, uh, fly fishing for, 25 26 inch rainbows browns you name it uh in basically spring creeks to big rivers to uh, rainforest type covered uh, or uh, uh environment uh, desert environment and uh if anybody's looking that there i mean these guys are like i said they're great guys two american guys actually from montana who own it um and uh but yeah i was down there like i said bringing some dumb, and then I'm bringing some more dogs down for them here this next trip, uh, a couple more pointers. And then our August trip, we're going to spend uh, up in Northern part of Argentina shooting for D's and dove over pointing dogs. Um, the only, uh, the only one catch is my buddy down there just had a litter of, and you know, I'm a pointer guy, Nick, but I used to have setters, <laughs> but he just yeah. had a litter of, European style English setters, the old traditional ones that sit when they point. Oh, and yeah. uh, he's going to give me one. Cause he wants to see how they would do on grouse and woodcock. No kidding. Yeah. So I'm bringing pack a setter. I don't know what I'm going to tell Earl and the other guys, but uh, <laughs> I, I know it's going to be, uh, it'll be cause some, some, some drama. I think when i come back off the plane with a, a new pointer, but uh, our new setter. but so that's going to be kind of cool. We're going to, We're going to train that up and see how they do uh, on our grouse and woodcock here in Minnesota. But it's a great trip, a great, great people. Uh, It looks like it's something that we're going to be doing every year now for a couple of years. Uh, We're going to probably do a little joint marketing with those guys as well uh, on some of their wing shooting stuff with us. And, you know, it's funny how many customers of mine that heard that I'm doing some work with, with Travis and Rance that have been down there. And no Travis and Rant, so it's kind of a neat little deal and uh, we can all share some stories and, and, and such. But uh, that's kind of our Pine Ridge grouse camp foray into uh, I guess moving dogs down to South America.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, that's 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 pretty cool. I mean, you know, as 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 you and I well know and, and our listeners, the the grouse season is you know, that's that's your bread and butter the Minnesota grouse grouse and woodcock season, but it's it's a pretty short season for you guys, so so to be able to sort of follow follow the uh, fall down in the southern hemisphere and and do some stuff down in Argentina, South America, that's that's pretty cool and a uh, nice nice way for you guys to to be doing
0: stuff year round. Yeah, you know it, it is. It's uh, I love Minnesota, but I hate Minnesota in the month of March. Uh, I hate the <laughs> mud. I hate the. Uh, blech. And, uh, down there, it's about 55, it's their fall. So we're down there basically doing what we do up here. And the bird numbers are unbelievable. We'll, you know, we'll, God, we'll put up, oh, I mean, Covey's 50, 60 birds in these little trees and, you know, on these nice ridges overlooking some of the most, basically it's like 1930s Montana. Um, the landscape, it's just gorgeous, but, uh, it's for and I and I tell everybody it's work. You know, I and I know nobody believes me, but uh, when you can go down there and and like I said, work 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 a little bit and shoot some birds, train some dogs, meet some new new meet some new people that you know love what 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 I do and what they do, and I mean, it, yeah, that's I guess that's kind of utopia when it comes to a job. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, love what you do,
1: do it with a passion. No, that's that's cool. I'm, I'm uh, excited to see what what what
0: ends up down there and and uh
1: maybe maybe i might have to pencil my name in for the uh for the 2019 trip uh we're all you know we're
0: always looking for a podcast slash pooper scooper in the (laughs) kennel.
1: oh hey i can fill that role jerry you're in (laughs) all right uh okay i'm gonna jump into pine ridge quickly but i think we should touch on uh, little little current events a little little something in the news if if you have anything to say about it but uh, last week Remington filed for chapter 11 bankruptcy and you used to be an employee at Remington right
0: I I used to be a sales rep for them for about 10 11 years uh, a long time ago And I lived in Michigan uh you know I, I two things one uh you know what it, it's just our industry's small to begin with and when you see an iconic brand and image and and the name go through some of the things they've been going through really the last 10 15 20 years uh it's 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 tough but yeah you know a lot of that happened to be uh in my in my two cents a lot of that just had to be mad management um you know the the gun industry has been kind of through the obama administration and some of the outside factors is really, you know, the sporting goods business has been a good, good market the last 20, 15, 20 years. And a lot of that is just bad management, some bad union practices up in Ilian. Uh, so it's sad. I do know they've got a new CEO, uh, Anthony, a Satelli who, who should do well, what I like about him and he's not no offense, Nick, he's not an accountant, but he's a sales guy. <laughs> <clears throat> and And, uh, You know, sometimes you got to have, you know, a common sense approach to doing some of these and not always look at the, uh, you know, the bottom, the bottom line is important. But sometimes, you know, you got to you got to look at decisions, especially in the sporting good business. um, You know, what's good for the industry, what's good for your business and and not, uh, you know, not not look at that, that bottom line, every single decision. And uh, so hold on. Well, no we'll, you know, they'll get out of it and uh, hopefully you know come back and uh make some new guns and get some innovation going and um you hate that you like i said you hate to see people uh get panicky about the jobs and but they'll they'll get it figured out they do and uh you know we can't have you know colt i know went through some problems a couple of years ago i believe and and uh, they've rebounded pretty good but uh we all got to kind of stick together and if you can buy, maybe instead of buying 99 or 100 double A, maybe buy one box of Remington and shoot them a bone or something. But uh, they'll be all right. We'll get they'll get through it. They'll get through yeah. it.
1: Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. yeah. I just uh, figured figured I see what you thought about it I, I make no claims of being a gun industry expert i mean i am i'm a numbers guy a little bit but it's, it's not not pretty for them right now but but again like you said hopefully they can get restructured and and clean things up and
0: well good about. management i mean it's it's just you know you get a lot when i when i was there it was kind of the trend of a lot of the guys that were coming in were non-hunting people coming into the to run remington and and uh you know, you see that in a lot of other industries where you have people from outside the industry to give a fresh look. That's that's a valid point, but you can't get away from what got you there. And I think that's kind of what happened with Remington a little bit. That uh, maybe too many golfers and uh, hardware guys and not enough actually guys that actually shoot and use the product were, uh, were making the decisions. But they'll figure it out. Sure. Yeah. All right. Well,
1: transition time. Okay. So... Pine Ridge Grouse Camp now you are you've got Pine Ridge Grouse Camp it's in northern Minnesota obviously you own a grouse camp obviously you've got a passion for upland bird hunting specifically grouse and woodcock hunting but where did it all start Jerry where where did you grow up and and where did where did upland hunting take its hold on you
0: I uh <coughs> excuse me I grew up in Minnesota actually Monticello uh home of the nuclear plant so Everybody says that's why people down there get a little goofy because of the river and all of that. But <laughs> that you know, it kind of started. Um, <laughs> you know, my uh, just kind of like everybody going out with your father and and uh, I remember my. We, like, we talked about it a couple weeks ago. My first grouse uh, up in Little Falls with the Lundeen boys, which is a pack of outlaws uh, at the time probably, but they had good <laughs> private hunting land in Little Falls, and I shot my first first grouse uh with the single shot h and r 20 gauge so it kind of grew from there and then somebody had given us an english setter uh named winnie oh uh, probably when i well i was 13 because i remember i got a picture of watching the uh, u.s olympic hockey team this time of year uh with uh, my new dog winnie who was a big old cloddy Ryman style setter. uh didn't listen ran too far but you know what? She was a bird dog and she looked good. She looked like the pictures. So uh, obviously she was the best dog in the world at that time. And then just kind of, kind of developed it from there. You know, hunting with my dad and his buddies, uh, in college, I was, uh, working for helping a buddy, train dogs out of, uh, sandy. And, uh, we would take, I, I called it fat camp, but we would take 35 dogs, out to Mobridge, South Dakota this uh, summer and with four horses and 200 quail. And we run our dogs and some trial dogs and then basically just get five to seven pounds off all the other dogs, uh, and get them in shape for hunting season. You know, you, you know, and that's the thing with the dog training. You just, you learn from a lot of different people. Uh, and then, yeah, that's kind of how I got the start. And then, you know, the dog training, my wife and I lived in Malaysia for about two years and. I, I uh, worked at the American Chamber of Commerce and somebody we were talking and knew I could train dogs so I ended up training all these rich expat guys from Motorola Jay Walter Thompson Their their dogs basically how to sit stay he'll come <laughs> and uh, that's a whole nother bourbon by the fire story but you know so I've always been around dogs and everything and and uh, you know so b- basically this is it's a love affair of Grouse hunting and dogs is really how I, I, I break it off into two sections. So that's how we got our start.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's uh I, I'm familiar with some of that, but certainly not all of it. That's that's uh, that's interesting. So so you've got the you've got the love for, for dogs and, and bird hunting and, and of course double guns, which we haven't even touched yep. on yet. We'll get into that. But now Pine Ridge Grouse Camp was not always Pine
0: Ridge Grouse Camp. It started as a family deer camp, right? Yeah so back my uh my dad the business partner bought it a long time ago in the 80s and i was uh brendan and i were living in michigan we had just got back from malaysia uh working for uh colorton company and and who we had we represented remington and zeiss Zepco, normark plano a lot of so we were living in michigan and you know i would take all my customers hunting in the up and i'd go out to Maine and guide a little bit and a lot of the guys in our company were golfers. So whenever they had to take somebody hunting, I always had dogs. So I would go to the pheasant club and we'd put 200 pheasants out for, you know, a Bill Hicks and company shoot. And, you know, I'd be the only guy with dogs. So that's, wow. I loved it. Cause it was, again, it was work, <laughs> yeah. but, uh, they were thinking about settling, selling the, the place. Cause no one was using it. And I just said, you know, just, you never know what's going to happen. And, and, Sure enough, a couple of years years, uh, we moved back and, and uh, we actually, before we had our place in Rapids, we lived here for a winter and, and I know this, it, we're again, another, we're going to have about five bottles by the end of this podcast of bourbon by the fire stories. But <laughs> we, uh, we had, Brendan and I had five setters, a lab and 15 sled dogs. So we did the. <laughs> we did the sled dog thing for a while when the kids were younger and before they got busy with hockey. So we lived here for a year, moved to Rapids. And then, um, you know, Pine Ridge really didn't, you know, we would hunt here and I was traveling a lot and, and, uh, you know, the kids got big at hockey and, you know, I, I know it's, you know, this a little bit, but we had a little cancer issue where I couldn't hunt for, for like two and a half, three years. And I had a really nice setter. And I literally physically, mentally, emotionally, you know, all we could do uh, for about a two and a half year, I didn't work for two and a half, three years. All we could do was basically, like I tell people, try to get to midnight and and say we live literally another day. And uh, when you take something that you, you really enjoy and are and passionate about like dogs or woodcock hunting or if you're a wood carver, if you're a, whatever you know you take that away from you you know you it's like that's all you think about you know when you can't do it kind of like all of us right now this time of year waiting for october uh so i i said you know what brenda we've got this place over here why don't we just talk about it and and so the first year excuse me i put an ad in I, i don't know what magazine and we got a couple calls and we were the old cabin with no kitchen and We had just some crappy bunkhouse, basically where the guides sleep now is what we had the customers in. And, uh, we, we, I would have a group in for two, three days. I'd have three days off because I wanted to, I had just got out of the hospital where I took part of my spleen out and I wanted to see how physically I could do it. And then I had Earl Johnson, Earl, the Pearl, Moses of the woods. (laughs) Uh, he was helping, uh, helping, and then. You know, we got a great response. And, and then uh, I was doing some computer work marketing for a company to fill the to fill up, you know, fill the cash flow. Following the year, I said, you know what, let's let's make it go and let's uh, let's figure it out. And, man, we were turning people away. And, you know, the following year, we added some cabins and then we added the lodge and added the kennel about three, four years ago. And and it's been kind of like a, literally it's a short season. But it's really a year-round – it's become a year-round business with uh, – you know, we do a lot of air and B and B. Uh, we do a lot of uh, – we do some weddings. Uh, we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about Woodcock banding. Uh, we're doing a big birding program for the Mankata Club here coming up in May, which is really exciting. Uh, we've done Blues Fest here, concerts. We've done sales meetings, family reunions. Uh, and then and then the biggest thing we do here obviously is train dogs uh, and get her ready for the season so it's really evolved into a year-round deal and uh, you throw a couple trips to Argentina and a couple a trip to Texas to shoot some quail. I was down, down in Texas and, and you know under the guise of uh, working dogs so yeah it's <laughs> turned out all right and we're uh, pretty happy uh, to make that decision a, a couple years ago. Yeah, it's it's
1: been it's been fun to it's been fun to follow along a little bit and, uh, and and see see the development into into like you said a year-round business and I've been I've been up there for the for some of the the Double Barrel Blues Fest and Woodcock Banding. I've trained my dog there. I mean, you really have it's it's an awesome facility. You've got the you've got the flexibility to do different stuff. Uh, just with with the grounds that you've got, and and obviously you have the kennel and there's always dogs there, and it's it's a neat atmosphere for sure, which which is being highlighted in in some of the work that that uh, we we did with Project Upland, you know, this fall we, we've released some videos and and more to come on that, but that's that's been pretty cool. Has that been you've you've had you've had publicity and you've had hunting shows up at Pine Ridge before, but has that been has that been fun to see some of the some of the work that's come out from
0: from this past fall? You know, it's my biggest worry, and, and like, and, and you're right. We've had a lot of magazines and photographers and a couple shows. My biggest worry is that, and, and that's like in my website or when I talk to people, or or this adventure we got going with Project Upland is to make sure we come across actually how we are. Um, we're low key. We're not. We're we're about three things, man. Good friends, bird dogs, grouse and woodcock. Well, four things, but birds, dogs, and 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 friends. And you know, we've got a real laid-back family type uh atmosphere here. And that's 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 the goal. And sometimes that doesn't come across in pictures or videos, and and that's the one thing I'm really, really happy uh with some of the, the two that we've released so far. That has come out. It's come out that we are, uh, you know, we're more like a family hunting camp. Um, and it doesn't mean if you're here for seven years or if you come every year, if it's your first time here, or if you stop in, we get a lot of guys, as you know, stop in for a beer and they end up staying for three, four hours. And that's fine. That's what, that's what you want. I mean, there's not a lot of things we people can share, um, that are like-minded and really, especially in this, uh, this climate. Today, one of the rules that we have is no politics allowed. Um, we talk, you know, like I said, that, that we wanted to get that across. That this is, you know, it's the, this isn't about killing. This is about stories and friends and dogs and laughing and and thinking of what could have been on this shot or or, or meeting people. And and uh, Project Upland has done a really, I feel, a nice job in, in, in the two films that we have released. Uh, showing, showing really what we're all about, what Pine Ridge Girls Camp's all about.
1: Yeah, absolutely. From from being somebody that's that's been around Pine Ridge a little bit prior to the the project Upland stuff, and now seeing it afterwards, I, I I agree. I I think that I think that it's being captured well. And and you know, there's just there's just a there's a little bit of little bit of magic and a little bit of. Atmosphere at Pine Ridge that you will never experience unless you go there, and 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 that's the way that it should be. You know that there's got to leave a little bit to be desired, and so there there is that. But but
0: yeah, it's 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 working out well. And, well, and, we've been. I've ahead. been to a lot of places. You've been to a lot of places, and uh you know, I've been to I've been to some beautiful places. But yeah, I just I, I never, you know, you just when I when I'm laying in a hospital bed this is how I envisioned heaven would be. Now, I know that sounds corny. I know people are probably thinking, what the hell is this guy talking about? (laughs) But it's where dogs are everywhere. You can come in with your muddy boots. You know, we got an open door policy. It's just, this is when I, when I was couldn't hunt for two and a half years, this is how I envisioned, uh, you know, it would be, uh, you know, like they said, in the movie Field the dreams. Is this, uh, is this heaven? No, it's Iowa. Well, I don't know how we rephrase that, but is this heaven? No, it's Pine Ridge. That's kind of, like I said, <laughs> it sounds will. corny, but that's kind of how I view it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? It's,
1: I think it's, it's, you know, you, you're able to, you're able to sort of talk about it in a way that a lot of us can't, you know, you mentioned, you mentioned the, uh, you know, the cancer scare that you had and I, I was, I was listening to, listening to uh ron bain's hunting dog podcast a couple weeks ago he had he had a guy on uh randy maybe was his name he had cancer lost his leg and all it did was it lit a fire under him and it, yeah. it made him go after upland hunting you know harder than he'd ever gone after it before so guys like guys like you and him you know you know what it's like to to have it almost taken away from you and it's
0: yeah and yeah, we want to share it. yeah and i want to share i want to share it with you and hartley i want to share it with you know, people that come up here that have never done it for their, you know, I want to give some, you know, I want to share it with everybody and, and, uh, and, and, and that's kind of a goal. And, and we got great staff and great guides and, you know, we just got, we've just got something that I don't know how it works because like I said, we got a cast of characters, but it does, but um, I'm glad we were able to do that.
1: Yeah, for sure. And somebody, somebody is going to be very lucky and they're going to get a chance. Yeah,
0: to we got, it. we should, you should mention that too.
1: We, oh we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. I've got right, a couple right. couple things I want to cover. Um We you mentioned a rule. Uh, and since since we're on the topic of rules, I want to I want to talk about another rule at Piners Grouse Camp, which is double guns only. And that's yep. break action, double guns only. And I want to talk about that because I think some people at first sort of glance they think oh what the heck you know these got you know it gives a certain perception but
0: snobby but, it gives a elitist or a snobbiness thing
1: exact exactly and that's not where it comes from so i'll let you no,
0: take it away no it's it's yeah that's a great it's really it's 100% safety uh uh yeah i mean literally a broke open shotgun side by side or over and under is a safe shotgun as a guide in the cover that we hunt i can't you know, if we're all sitting there BSing after a bird's down or, all right, we're taking a drink of water, you know, I can, I, I, Hey, hey break her open where this is the time to do it. You got a semi-automatic, a pu- I can't tell. I, I, you know what? And there's a lot of stuff, you know, you never think anything can go wrong in the woods, Yeah. but the biggest thing is if that gun is open, guess what? It's wide, it's safe. Nobody's going to get hurt. No dogs are going to get shot. And that really, uh, that is the reason. And I, uh, we've had guys come up here with their, you know, their custom Beretta or their Frankie or whatever. And, and I said, listen, I said, if you don't mind, uh, or I'll give you one of my LC Smiths or whatever to shoot And why? I, I said, that's a safety thing. Well, you know, you know, I, it, no, it's gotta be this way because it was just, especially first time hunters, you know, you don't need three shots for one. I don't believe. But, but too it, there's a lot of stuff going on in the woods and, and, uh, you know, you just, you get excited and if you haven't done it enough, you know, we got a lot of guys and I think it's, I think it's awesome that it will walk, uh, walk with an open gun in the woods until they get the point. I do that a lot, you know, um, and just shoot point only, which is, you know, that's how we do it at Woodcock, but it's just, yeah, it's just a safety thing and it's not. You know, that might be why the, our sport gets tagged a little bit as a snobby elitist. Now that doesn't mean, you know, the guy with his three kids walking a logging trail, you know, that's, you know, that's, if that's the only gun he's got, God bless him. Yeah. You know what? Do it, do it. But for our purposes up here, um, you know, with just with the liability and dogs and, you know, we could get. You know, getting to a brood of grouse and five woodcock in five minutes, you know, and you get a lot of firing going on. But uh, no, I, I hey, I got a great little twenty-eight gauge eleven hundred that I shoot on occasion uh, on a woodcock, and but uh, that that's the biggest reason. So that's a good good point to bring that up. Yeah, yeah, I
1: just wanted to wanted to bring it up because again, you know, people see that and they sort of have their own perception. So I figured we would get it
0: straight from the horse. The you know, and there's some you know, and it's there's some good deals I know coming out. On some nice side by side you know, I mean, there's some good, the used market, you know, so the price isn't prohibitive. You know, I know CZ's making some really nice priced right, you know, that's yep. price right equal with some really nice semi-automatic shotguns, you know. So if people are looking at, oh, I can't afford a Parker. Well, you know what? I Trust me, it took me a while. <laughs> and yeah. but, but there's some nice alternatives out there that I... I and once you start shooting with an over and under side by side, you'll never a, a fancy one, a cheap one doesn't matter. You'll never go back to the semi autos.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a believer, and it took me a while. I shot, I shot pumps and semi auto for a little bit, but not really for grouse. But I, it was took me a while, and eventually I got an over under, and now I've got a side by side. And yeah, I just you know, for for what I do, I don't see myself. So yeah, you're right. There, there's a lot of, you know, it's are TriStar and Stevens. And I feel like every other day I see on Facebook, you know, somebody's asking what's a what's an over under or a side by side that I can get for under a thousand dollars. And hey,
0: that's where a lot of people
1: have to start. And
0: yeah, you know, oh, well, hey, everybody does. You know, I mean, this is not. Uh, yeah. You know, and the nice thing, too. And this is what I tell guys, too. And well, I, I want that third shot. I said, you know what? The birds are supposed to win sometimes, too. Yep. And, and what I mean by that is, you know, your dog does everything right. You got your guys and you're in position, you get two shots. You know what? If that bird beats you, that bird beats you, you know, yes. and, and I, th- th- that just makes it a little bit more sporting and, but uh, a lot of times those third shot at 60 yards away, if you do connect, you're, you're wounded it. You're never going to find that bird anyways. And it's just, you know, it's more of a harvest thing too. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And you know what? The other thing is that that third shot and sometimes even the second shot, it does things in your mind that it it almost encourages sloppiness. I've, yep. I've, I've seen a lot of people talk about when you're in a shooting slump, a lot of guys will suggest take the second shot out because when you take that second shot out and you know you only have one shot, your your subconscious mind will do things to really make it count. And so
0: that's that's a factor as well, I think. No, exactly, exactly.
1: All right, good deal, Jerry. So we've we've got something to talk about more important to our listeners. We've got uh, the Project Upland Podcast giveaway, and that giveaway is including a grand prize winner. Somebody's going to win a three-day guided hunt, four nights, accommodations, stay all-inclusive hunt at Pine Ridge Grouse Camp. Correct. And, uh, what, what was it, what, what was it that, that, that motivated you to, uh, to donate this
0: generous prize to Project Upland? Um, we, what we, we usually donate one hunt a year, uh, to an organ we used to do it to the Alaska chapter of RGS. Uh, and, um, and they no longer have a banquet, so we thought this year we would do it with with you guys and uh, see what kind of uh, response we would get for the podcast and getting it kicked off and and launch. Uh, and basically, like you said, it's a it's a three hunt three day hunt all inclusive. Every you all you need to do uh, is either drive to camp, drive to an airport that will get you to either Brainerd or Bemidji, and we'll pick you up we'll get, we'll help you get your non-resident license and we will take care of everything else. Yeah. If you don't want to bring your own shotgun, we've got guns here, all your ammo, bird cleaning, uh, guides, uh, lodging, cocktails, meals. Oh my God. Inner. Oh, I mean, putting Earl to bed, uh, <laughs> helping Kevin with poppers. Uh, you'll spend a day with me in the woods and then we, uh, we rotate guides, so you'll get to see a bunch of different dogs work. Uh, and we got a great bunch of guides. Um, yeah. And then ba- you just basically come and hang out. And, uh, uh, if you've never grouse hunted before, good luck. If you've grouse hunted before, good luck. Uh, <laughs> like I said, because, uh, you know, we get all types of people and, and, uh, and, and you'll, your life will be changed forever and ever after spending time with our, uh, our so-called cast of characters.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely agree. It's going to be, it's going to be a, a really, really unique trip for, for whoever wins it. And uh, what, what do we need to know? What do the listeners? Do they need to know anything
0: about timing? Do you have a you know you a uh, weekend picked out? No, you know, here's what will, I mean, I know everybody's busy schedule. It does yep. need to be used. We you know, sometime this year, uh, yeah. you know, basically the last week of September through the first week of November. Um, and like I said, we can juggle, you know, if I'm booked already, we'll make it happen if those dates work for you. Um, we'll put you in the loft or we'll put you you know, we uh, we've got a lot of a lot of beds squirreled away so we can put you somewhere. Um, but yeah. yeah, you know, and if you want to bring a guest too, um you know, by all means, just, you know, contact me, the winter contact me, but, uh, um, but yeah, like I said, it's, I mean, it's shaping up to be a good year. We've had a pretty good winter, I think, uh, for the grouse numbers, um, this new snow is going to help a little bit, but, uh, I think we should, we'll know more here in the next couple of weeks once we start banging it around for some woodcock and everything, but, uh, should be a great fall. And like I said, we'll, uh, we'll have a good time. Very good time. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be awesome. Uh like like we said,
1: super unique experience and and uh, I, you pointed out something uh that I wanted to highlight. Yeah, this is a the the, the giveaway is it is the winner will receive, you know, his or her trip. Yep. And then if they've got a if they've got a buddy, friend, you know, father, mother, whatever they want to bring, they could they could purchase purchase that additional yep. occupancy and and split the cost or however they want to do it. But Yeah.
0: And if yeah, you get, and if somebody's if somebody from, Adelik, obviously, you know, if they want to bring their dog, they can bring their dog. I, that's awesome. But if you're, if you're going to fly, if you can get into Bemidji or Brainerd and I'll, I'll explain this we whoever wins it, but you know, we'll pick you up, you know, free charge if you get to Brainerd or Bemidji too. So that, that saves on a rental car that saves on going, you know, all that BS in Minneapolis and uh, we'll go, we can, like I said, take care of you from there.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and once they once they get to camp, they don't need a car, they don't need they don't need No, no they the, They don't need no. guns, they don't need anything. They'll, they'll Ammo, be, we got
0: extra blaze orange. You name it, we got it. Yeah, they'll be
1: enjoying fine cooked meals by uh Chef Kevin, who is was featured in yep. Project Upland Film Noise by the fire. So check that out if you haven't seen that, and they will experience some of the best best northern upper great lakes Grouse and woodcock hunting, there is fantastic, yep. phenomenal, and you guys
0: hunt all public land. We didn't talk. We about hunt a hundred percent public land, and and that's why uh, you know we don't. Yeah, we do, and and that's why we're pretty protective of our covers. And I do not take anybody really from the five state area very rarely, uh, just for that fact. Um, but yeah, it's 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 you know, and and what's nice about our guides and hunting public land. Is that we can really give you a good habitat lesson while we're doing that, and why we're hunting yep. these different places? Because uh, the state and the county are doing a great job of creating habitat in in our area here. And uh, I just watched a thing on West Nile virus this morning out of Pennsylvania. And and you know, habitat is the you know, good habitat's the key. Uh, and and uh, you know, we do a lot of that here on. Property too, uh, with with Kevin Shepherd, our buddy of ours, and but uh, but yeah, no, just hopefully whoever gets it will have a good time. I know we've got another film coming out March first. Uh, cool. Speaking with the powers to be, I think that will be on the uh, Moses of the Woods. I don't know what they're naming it or whatever, but uh,
1: I've I've <laughs> well, seen sounds some, like they've you've got a working title.
0: Well, I do, but I, I've seen some <laughs> snippets of it, so uh, it'll be pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah, I even think stuff. you make an appearance in that one. Ooh, i re- I
1: remember being I remember being in the woods with with Earl that day. So maybe, uh, yeah, maybe yeah. maybe I snuck in snuck in frame there pretty quick. Yeah. Uh, well, cool. I think I think we talked a lot about Pine Ridge Grouse Camp and what the winner of this giveaway will will experience when he or she arrives at Pine Ridge. Of course, you know questions questions are always welcomed. And yep. I'll cover this in the intro to the podcast, but but in order to enter the giveaway, there's a survey that you can fill out by going to uh projectupland.com, fill that out. Quick, quick little survey all about hunting and bird dogs, no big deal. So fill that out and answer and, and you're entered into the Project Upland podcast giveaway to hunt at Pine Ridge Grouse Camp. Well, Jerry, I think that about does it for us. We will we will certainly have you have you on the project upland podcast again, as you are the, our one and only sponsor of the project <laughs> upland podcast. And I really appreciate that. You, you got us going in the right direction. We're getting some great feedback, Jerry. And I hope it's, I hope it's living up to to the Pinehurst grouse camp name that we read in front of every episode.
0: Hey, you know what? I, uh, I'm a podcast freak and uh, you know, you're, uh, you're reaching an audience that I want to, I, I, uh, I want to reach and, And, uh, it's awesome. It's been uh, awesome. You guys, all three, you guys do a great job. And, uh, and I'm I'm excited. I was really excited for the noise by the fire film. Uh, and I'm really excited about what the other, other stuff we've been working on, uh, or you guys have been working on. Um, with, I know we've got the woodcock, the banded bird shot by somebody and the grouse crashing through the, the, uh, loft window and, you know, <laughs> I mean, it, 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 you guys were here for a couple of days, man. We got a lot of, I was like, holy cow, how did all this happen? So, uh, it was crazy. No, it was fun. It was fun. And we had a good time, but, uh, no, and I, like I said, uh, thank you guys for everything you do. And if I could just tell every, you know, just make a quick note that, uh, you know, this, our sport obviously is under fire. Uh, because of lands and other stuff, but you know what? It, it takes two minutes to to call somebody who's never done it before. And if you got a dog walking with, the, you know, just, just you know, you hear it all the time. Take somebody outdoors. Well, you know, yep. quit. Let's st- everybody stop talking about it and just have, everybody just did it one Saturday afternoon. Either you're gonna walk a trail. You got your lab. You got your Springer. Your Boxer. Whatever just get people out and, and 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 see the woods if the woods are an unbelievable place then if you get lucky get off the trail and see a beaver dam. I mean, you know I mean part of the thing that I love about what I do is you get every day is different in the woods and and uh there's no two days the same you see something different yeah you, you hear something different you experience something completely new and and uh for us guys that love it, like you and me and everybody that listens to Nick's podcast and watches Upland project Upland and, and can't put the hunt magazines down. Just, you know, if you got a kid, take a buddy's kid or go to the boys and girls club at your locals, just do something. Because like I said, we're, you know, with the lack of hunt, hunting land and the obvious other issues we got going on in the gun world and, it just, like I said, be, everybody's got to stop talking about it and just do it. Just, and it's, and I'm not asking you to do it every damn day. I'm saying do it do it an afternoon, just take a Saturday afternoon and go for a walk with a kid from your church or uh, your neighbor kid, or if you know of a single mom and uh, her daughter, take them out, you know, and it just, there's a lot of ways to get involved. It's just, you got to have somebody ask you sometimes.
1: Yep, absolutely. I I couldn't agree more, Jerry. I think it's you know it's certainly you look at you look at where Pine Ridge is, and we talked about the public lands that you hunt, and and we are we are
0: spoiled in northern Minnesota. Oh my God! But it's we are totally
1: spoiled. Yeah, and it's not like that everywhere, and and we need we need as big a contingency as upland hunters as as we can build in order to to keep things that way, and and, and open up opportunities.
0: My theory is even if they never ever ever go hunting again if they had a good time and a good experience around someone that's safe that's a check in the good guy column for when stuff does happen and that's that's i really firmly believe that so but no i appreciate it and uh we'll be talking soon and uh i hope everybody uh gets the chance to check us out on our you can, uh, website, uh, Pine Ridge or, uh, we got a pretty good little Facebook page going, um, that, uh, we, we don't, we post, I don't know. We just post a bunch of stuff. So if you're looking for any information on the West Nile stuff is a big hot topic right now. We, we're going to be doing some stuff with that, with the state and helping them and, and, uh, our woodcock banding. I'm sure you'll be talking to Earl or Don on that coming up uh we yep. you know that's uh the second the weekend after the opener this year so but no I appreciate it nick and uh, keep up the good work buddy
1: well thank you very much jerry it's it was it was my pleasure having you on the podcast i look forward to uh look forward to seeing you again working with you getting out to pine ridge as soon
0: as i can this spring i and think next got- time we do it at Clyde ironworks and you buy dinner
1: Hey we could uh, we could but, do that but but we but, some,
0: but but right we, we, we got some <laughs> hockey we got
1: some hockey games coming up here and and maybe we could maybe we could work something out in the next couple weeks.
0: Yeah. All right big boy.
1: all right Jerry thanks again appreciate it have a good one all right bye See you buddy. hey everybody one more thing before you duck out of here I'm gonna let you in on a little secret that I forgot to mention on the intro to the show the survey to enter the Piners Grouse camp giveaway will remain open until Friday, March 2nd. That is next Friday, March 2nd, depending on when you're listening to this. We will announce the winner on the following week's episode of the Project Upland podcast. You will hear it here first, my friends. In the meantime, get logged into projectupland.com, fill out that survey, get entered into the Pine Ridge Grouse Camp giveaway. Stay tuned to the Project Upland podcast because you will hear the winner announced here first the week after Friday, March 2nd. That's it for me. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Thank you so much. Have a good one. I'm out of here. Hey, everyone. This is Nick from the Gun Dog It Yourself podcast. If you enjoyed this show, then you might want to check out my show as well. We highlight and break down the ins and outs of training your own hunting dog. Whether it's a bird dog or even the occasional hound dog episode, we cover all topics related to hunting dogs. Check out Gun Dog It Yourself on any podcast streaming platform and hit the subscribe button to be sure not to miss any future episodes.